Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today. to another episode of the Rocket MSP podcast. I'm Steve Taylor, your host. I'm joined today by Eric Taylor. Uh, Eric, how you doing, sir? Good, bud. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. So, so your new company is Barricade Cyber Solutions? That's correct. I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Uh, all right. So... Um, I know that uh, you you and a you and a, a group of our I'll say friends uh, I I consider you all friends a small group of us you you're very active in this group and then you're starting to become more active in some other uh, you know maybe Reddit forums and uh, Slack teams and things like that where you're just really starting to share some security knowledge mm-hmm. and I really appreciate it because I'm learning things um, you know the, things that I probably should know. But I've just never taken the time to look into it. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that's really um, why I formed the company. You know, it's one to get away from the general IT aspect of things and really show that mm-hmm. we are, you know, a cybersecurity firm. Um, and the mission is to educate companies to be more secure. So, okay. you know, using platforms like this and other mediums like you talked about is definitely the one of the primary missions. Very good. Now, I know that you said you had something like really important to show me. And uh, I I thought, well, you know, you, you're doing all this security stuff. So let's, let's do it with an audience. It's not, it's not something super bad, is it? Like I didn't, you, you didn't uh, find my OnlyFans account. No, I haven't found that. But thanks for letting me know that. I'll try to find that in a minute. <laughs> well, well, uh, well, I remember we had a discussion a while back and I don't, I don't really remember how that discussion went. Can you refresh my memory? So I was asking you, uh, you know, about your YouTube channel here. And I was asking, what do you classify this YouTube stream as? You're like, Oh, it's a podcast. I was like, it's a podcast, but isn't it a vlog because it's video? Well, I mean, I, I could see why you, you think that, but I think thanks to people like, um, Joe Rogan and, uh, other like huge, huge channels on YouTube, um, they have successfully turned something that used to just be audio into something that's audio and video. And I, that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, you know, obviously I don't have the type of budget that some of these larger productions have, but, yeah. um, that's, that's the goal. So yeah, podcast. Okay. So did you remember at one time you originally set up a podcast before? using YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was running Podbean, and, uh, you know, it, it, uh, I don't know. It, it just seemed like a lot of work to manage the two. And then like, 
not a whole lot of people were using it. So I just kind of like stopped. Does that make sense? You know, you just kind of stopped using it and migrated something else. I, I didn't really migrate to it. I just stopped doing the podcast thing for a while. See, this is kind of what we want to talk about today. You have subdomains and how companies like ours take what we, in the cybersecurity, this is the low-lying fruit. You know, you, you've got the big level stuff like the S3 buckets you got in Google accounts and VMs and all this other stuff that you could take over. But these subdomains, like your podcast I'm about to show you, can be taken over. So if you can... Now, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, oh, here we go. You you said my subdomain can be taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't have to worry about that, actually, Eric. Um, so I, I use Cloudflare, and Cloudflare is, you know, they're, they're already super secure. And uh, there's a little button down at the bottom of the DNS section. I turned on DNS sec, so it, it adds all this extra, like, security to my DNS. So I'm, I'm good. You didn't, you can't do anything. Mm, okay. So... <laughs> Cloudflare is an intermediary, so they will either be your primary DNS resolver or mm-hmm. they will be a intermediary between your resolver and the end destination. So we'll dive it. So in your specific situation, you have Cloudflare as your primary DNS resolver. Um, okay. So all of your DNS records are in Cloudflare, mm-hmm. but you're pointing them to external sources, Right. Okay. Okay. I'm picking up. You follow me so far? Okay. So if you can bring up a website of podcast.rocketmsp.io, you'll show what I've been able to see what I was able to do. Let me share my screen here. Oh, there's so many to choose from. The whole world waits. This this is uh this isn't good. So this isn't good, Eric. No, I don't understand. So if I look at my at my DNS, like you see, look, I've got DNS sec, Eric. I don't understand what the problem is. That will help secure the communication coming from Cloudflare to your external source. That doesn't mm. protect your DNS itself. So what what you're saying is, it's two different things. So okay, okay. So remember when regular websites were being built? Mm-hmm. You know, you just had un SSL encrypted traffic, and then you yeah. had SSL. That's kind of what this is. You know, but it's forcing everything to be an SSL encrypted from Cloudflare to your end destination. In this case, it is Podbean. Because you still had in your DNS records of podcast.rocketmsp.io going to Cloudbean, or Podbean, sorry, it, I was able to take that over. Well, here's here's where it gets really interesting, Eric. So I ended up um, earlier this week signing back up for Podbean. I reactivated that account. Mm-hmm. My podcast, I've updated it. I've uploaded new episodes. So if you go to like Spotify and uh, uh, Pandora, Apple, what, whatever, whatever your podcast medium is, for the, for the most part, 
the rocket MSP podcast should be up there. Um, and it should have like, you know, if I come here and I, and I go to my, my podcast dashboard, uh, like it has episodes. You see this one here with Jason Cohen, it's already had views. This one here just got uploaded this morning. So I, I'm not expecting anything there yet, but, but what you're telling me is that subdomain, even though my Podbean account is set up to use that subdomain because you took it over in that interim where I, I just didn't care about the podcast. Mm -hmm. you, you took it, uh, you stole it from me. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. So if you wanted to take a note right there, you have rocket MSP dot podbean dot com, which is very yeah. goofy to, to do. But if you want to stop your sharing of your screen, I'll share mine sure, and kind of go sure. through exactly how I did this. Go for it. Now, hold on. Why is that goofy to do? Rocketmsp.podbean.com. Because you set up a different record for DNS versus taking over what you existently had, what you already had. That's because that's what their instructions were. Probably because the existing one was already being used by me when I did the domain takeover. So, yep, we now have a podcast as Rocket MSP. Hooray. Oh, this. This is a nightmare. <laughs> no worries. I mean, we are certified other packers. We will work with you, of course, to you know yeah. make sure we do a transition and get these things cleaned up. Do I have to pay ransom? No, no. Is that it's... are you an evil hacker? No. Have I just been hacked? <laughs> no, no. Um, this is just a subdomain takeover. This is just taking over what was previously allowed to be taken over that you left as a stale record. Uh, okay. This is not a hack, even though a lot of people would like to call that that. Um, we are leveraging technology that's currently available to us by setting up an account with the other providers, in this case, Podbean, uh, uh -huh. to set up an account and take over what was pointed already. So we'll get into this a little bit later, but when you start looking into your DNS records for your company, as you can see right here, this is just one of the sites that we end up using. Um, we can see you got board, um, dot rocket MSP dot IO. We got podcast. Um, you got some SNI, which is Cloudflare, things of that nature. So, um, at the very bottom, you got the staging three dot rocket MSP dot IO that looked like it was active, uh, using let's encrypt till the middle of last year, but you may not be using it anymore. So when we're looking and we're pulling DNS records based off of SSL sort of, uh, SSL certs, which is what this site does, which I'll give a link toward in the bottom, you will start seeing, you know, all these other certificates that are being used. How often are they getting regenerated, regenerates against this database? So we typically try to look at the very top stuff that's there and, you know, your podcast was there. So now, I've got to say, this is a very, very comprehensive uh, DNS tool that you're using. I have, uh, if I, if I were to look in my bookmarks here, I have a section called DNS and in there I've got two, four, six, eight, I've got nine DNS, uh, websites in here just for poking around because you know, what, what do they always say? It's always DNS, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I use things like, uh, DNS trails, which got, uh, rebranded to security trails, 
There's there's a dig website. There's a domain dossier, uh, Demarkian. Um, so I've got a bunch of these, and I don't think any of them give me like the C names. Correct. So we'll show. We'll go through a little bit of that. There's two tools that I t typically use when I'm doing um, what's called onisting and doing our recon um, for subdomain takeovers and seeing you know. Not, well, not just even subdomain takeovers, but try to see what technologies a company is using when we're getting ready to engage on a penetration test or a domain takeovers or anything of that mm -hmm. nature, right? So, you know, keeping in mind that the podcast.rocketmsp.io, you know, resolves to, if you look at that very last line there, yeah, it is not rocketmsp.podbean.io or .com. You know, it's the other subdomain. So because you still have that subdomain of podcast.rocketmsp.io pointing to that subdomain of Podbean, we were able to take it over. Now, Podbean... And even though, and even though I went in and, like, resubscribed to Podbean, you still somehow own it. Yep. Um, if I... If I come in here and I'm I'm gonna let's see here, exit full screen because I was trying to read everything you were showing me. Um if I come in here and I look um in the distribution podcast website, there was there's like several steps I had to go through. And now I'm able to come in here and podcast.rocketmsp.io and the domain name's already taken. You've stolen it. Mm -hmm. You're a bad, but bad can you man. Really, can you really steal anything that you left? <laughs> so, you're, so what you're saying is, you know, this is like the equivalent of me dropping a 20 in the parking lot and somebody else mm -hmm. picking it up. Yeah. But okay. you know, it's the, this is the kind of argument that we have with a lot of, you know, MSPs and stuff where they say that we steal things from people. You know, we're, we're hacking mm -hmm. them. You know. There is a fine line in what we're doing. Um, you dropping a 20 in the parking lot and me picking it up is this versus you leaving your front door unlocked mm. and the door wide open and somebody coming in and breaking it in or uh, coming in and stealing your stuff. There's still yeah. that barrier. It's all about intent. What was the intent of this action? Got it. You know, and if you look at it, it says friendly subdomain takeover, you know, and we're doing yeah. a disclosure to you and saying, look, this is what we're doing, you know, and I know I could do this because you and I known each other for a long time. So I know you would take this as the, the goofiness that it is that I'm able to do to you. Right. And, and so, full disclosure, guys, we, I've already known about this for like a month and we're, we, obviously I'm over dramatizing all of this, but I, I want you guys to, to see like how stupid easy this was. So I've literally, I thought you would have put up a few more episodes by now, Eric. Like I've literally just been running your, your podcast up on my, on my subdomain for, I think, I think it's been well over a month. Wow. So it, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, we've, uh, you know, it's just been kind of something to mess with, you know, and I didn't want to, and this really goes back to the intent part, right? It's, it's 
carefree. It's well, I mean, I wouldn't say carefree is not the right one, but it's designed to be playful because we know each other. It's designed mm -hmm. to be non malice intent. You know, granted, could I take it a completely different way? Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. I could have a squirrel attack like anybody who knows me would and put all kinds of goofy stuff up there and show bad intent. You know, I could have, you know, just done adult material, sounds of adult materials tied to your domain. I could have, you know, registered an email service from that so domain impersonated you. And start emailing out, destroying your domain reputation. There's so a lot. That it didn't done. even necessarily have to be. Well, in this case, it had to be a podcast because yeah. that subdomain's pointing to Podbean. Mm -hmm. But if if this was worse, like for example, if I had something pointing to like Active Campaign or Mailchimp or one of those yep. type of services, and I, oh, okay, that's nice. So, um. Had had I had I done something like that, uh, this could have been much worse for me. Now, Aaron, uh, we we have a our our first nice comment, Eric. Uh, this is one hundred and one stuff. Are we going to cover anything from the last decade? So uh, maybe we'll we'll see what what else Eric wants to you know provide to us. But I I will say this: yes, it's one hundred and one stuff. Aaron, but what, what you, what you need to realize is there are a lot of MSPs that will set things up for their clients because their clients ask, and then the client never lets them know, Hey, we stopped using XYZ service. We no longer need this, uh, DNS entry because they don't know any better. They're, you know, that's what they pay us for. Right. So why aren't we doing cybersecurity hygiene? Why aren't we going through the DNS? Uh, how often we need to do this? Like once a day or? <laughs> no, not that extreme. And, you know, we, at least you need to be doing this once a year. I personally recommend once a quarter if you can be able to tolerate it. But mm -hmm. yeah, definitely at least once a year, you know, going through and just auditing all your stuff. You know, you really should be deleting the services as you remove them. And to push back on Aaron a little bit, you know, we, it's been for how many years now that people will call and say, Hey, we're going, your social security number is going to be, you know, suspended if you don't go get a bunch of Apple or Target gift cards and send them over. We still have people doing that. So while yes, yeah. Aaron, you may be at a higher caliber for than most people and hats off to you, but I can tell you so many times that this is basic stuff that we come across. Every single day, every day. And, and it's not just limited to me. Like I'm not the only dummy that got rid of Podbean and then, you know, didn't remove the DNS record. Yeah. I mean, we've got uh, a case coming up. I'll show you here in a minute for uh, HubSpot. You know, there's a ton of stuff that, you know, because of NDAs, but I will tell you RMM providers that we are actively bug testing and hacking on are even susceptible to this. You know, of course, for the NDAs, I can't disclose who they are, but I can tell you they are the biggest players. Now, let's be honest. Like, this type of stuff, okay, it, 
Um, this says those are just taking over orphan AOC name destinations. They're not really subdomains. They are subdomains. They are a record subdomain record. They are a subdomain DNS record. Yeah. So they so may I be think... orphaned, and they use correct. It is an orphaned subdomain record. Yeah, I think the the thing people will forget is it doesn't matter if it's a C name, a record, whatever. Like if it is uh, something dot your domain dot com, it's a subdomain. Mm-hmm. So unless unless Mark, you're telling me that um, that you have a different definition for a subdomain, I'm I'm all ears. Uh, maybe there's there's something that we don't know. Um, but I I think uh, Eric, you have some other stuff that you wanted to show. Yeah, sure. So this is where I was just uh, going to point out where I took over that subdomain registered it with podbean right right um so we'll talk uh, so to preference what i'm getting ready to show this was an attempt of a subdomain takeover against an rmm i can disclose this because this was not an actual takeover but we'll talk about kaseya you know, okay. They do have a what's called a VDP, a Vulnerability Disclosure Program, just like other RMMs. Um, so when we start looking into these guys, just you know, being bored, seeing what I can do. <laughs> Looks like things got a little screwy there. So MS, uh, there is one that's in here. It looks like I'm missing a slide for some reason. Sorry about that. So one of the things, the MX records that looked really interesting that I wanted to take a look at was, of course, you know, Dev1, what does that go to? What does Powered Services go to? And what does MSP go to? Um, so when I start looking, you know, just in a uh, on your records, this thing goes to a pagesecure.co, which is a landing page company. Now, when I tried to actually actively take that subdomain over in Instapage, it will tell me that it is currently registered. So this is where what Mark was kind of hinting at. It is a stale record, but it is still registered against Instapage. So while it is still pointing there, it's still a... Uh, item that is not able to be leveraged for a subdomain takeover is still a still page. So, okay. Now, so so with with this cybersecurity hygiene stuff, what should we have? What should we be doing to set this up correctly? Besides going through and cleaning it up. What what should we is there something that we could be doing even better or or more differently um than than the way that we're currently doing things with the you know the podbean C names and, and so on and so forth? Well, I mean just going back to making sure you clean up your DNS records. Right? You know, anything that you're not leveraging, you're not using, you need to clean those things up. You need to get rid of those legacy 
subdomain takeovers um, and being able to make sure that these type of low-lying fruit things are not laying around. It okay. also would be good. So one of the parts that, you know, always go back and forth on is it is up to the vendor that you're using as well. Right. So um, the subdomains that we were taking over um, for HubSpot, it actually made you put in um, C name and text records in your DNS to verify your sub, you, that you're the owner of that domain. Yes. Things like Instant Page, things like uh, Podbean are not doing that. They just do a quick check. Hey, is that subdomain pointing to us? Great. Let's move on. Well, and, and that's not really something that we can control, though, as, as the MSP. Nope, but you should be vetting, you know, how well are they taking security? Now, if it was really easy to set some of the stuff up, you may want to push back on that. Okay. Now, um, just just going back, I, I just want to clarify that, yes, for some of, for some of the people watching, um, what you've shown me so far, some people already know this. Okay. And and let's yeah. be honest, like taking over a subdomain, what what you've done is really not that difficult. You know, it's, it's not hacking. It's not, it, you, you went and spent some money on a podcast and that was that. Right. So. To be fair, the, before the, you go on, a lot of these services like Instapage doesn't even chart require you to char be charged. Interesting. So, so with that said, though, I guess the point I'm trying to make is just because, just because this was like stupid easy for you to do, doesn't mean it's any less of a, a thing that MSPs should be looking into, because our job as MSPs is to keep our clients secure, you know, their, their data secure, their domain secure. You, and we should even be considering ourselves as, as kind of like the, the cyber reputation management in, in some ways. Like obviously we don't care about their reviews and stuff online in that sense of reputation management, but, but we should be worried about, you know, is, is their domain getting, you know, blacklisted on, on certain lists because they've just got garbage going out. What, what subdomain is it coming from? Is it something we're using or is it something somebody else is using because reasons? Um, so, so yeah, we, we just definitely need to be looking at our client DNS records and our own DNS records every three to six months and making sure that they don't have any stale records or else this kind of stupid, and it's, Again, it's not a hack. It's just an annoyance. It is. But do you want to deal with an annoyance? Do you want to look like an idiot in front of your client? Just go out there and, and clean up the DNS records. To be fair, there is a potential for hacking purposes. All right. A lot of people will use AWS and Azure services you mm -hmm. know, for VMs and things of that nature. There are potential ways 
when you're going after a company's cloud infrastructure to be able to potentially use those subdomains to authenticate yourself um, and take over potential VMs and um, S3 buckets, things of that nature. You know, there's there's hacking courses, pen testing courses completely around that. You know, so while a lot of this stuff is quote unquote rudimentary, you know, it could be a gateway to some pretty, pretty bad stuff. Okay. Um, is there something else that you would like to show us? Um, so we can talk about the, I got the next slides up here where we were going to take over a HubSpot domain. And this is kind of where, again, the subdomain really played a key role in this, in the HubSpot, where we could not mimic that same do, do, uh, subdomain that HubSpot was using when we were trying to set things up at first. Um, but yeah, it's these uh, HubSpot is one of those companies that really do a really really good job of verifying their subdomains. You know, you know, if I'm trying to authenticate myself as this company using that subdomain, you know, it's just they're not able to, it's not able to be done. So um, being able to verify these things, you know, going through and doing your own record maintenance, you know, this really goes back to a lot of documentation that we talk about a lot that a lot of MSPs, IT professionals do not have any sort of documentation. You know, whether it's Excel spreadsheet or anything about what is in their organization, what is, you know, you should be looking at everything publicly accessible around any and all of your domains. Right. So. Okay. Um, are there any other, you know, basic security hygiene stuff that we MSPs should be doing to keep not only our clients stuff safe but our own stuff safe well yeah i mean there's that's just, that could be a whole different webcast altogether where we can really dive into all that stuff right so um this is definitely you know a little bit out of scope of this one but you know you know the whole make sure you got 2fa and all that you know i mean we can really dive into a lot of that you know um I really think that may be a little bit out of the scope, at least for this. I, I really want to have people focus on at least this topic and trying to get their domains taken care of and, mm -hmm. you know, removing these still records. You know, this could be a five minute job for some people. This could be a couple hour job of going through. It just depends on what's being currently routed with each of their domains. Okay. Now, Earlier, you mentioned um, a VDP program. Yep, VDP, which is called a Vulnerability Disclosure Program. Okay. So what exactly is that? So it's, it's a way that a certified ethical hacker, a hacker in general, wants to properly disclose a vulnerability to a company. Um, so... So can I just like, you know, me, somebody that is not a certified ethical hacker, never done this a day in my life. Can I just go out and start uh, taking over subdomains and what collect, collect sweet, sweet checks or something or how, how does most, this work? 
most VDP programs do not have a payout program, like a, a bug bounty program by any means. Um, most so of then them. Why, then why do hackers do anything with them? So a lot of the hackers will be on what's called Hacker One or Bug Crowd or some of these other platforms that will offer those payouts. Um, to be completely you know, transparent, I do a lot of these on the stack of tools that we use. Because if I'm going to be using said product for either internal or for my clients, I want to make darn sure that's as secure as possible. So we go through these to make sure that our vendors are, you know, doing their best practice for cybersecurity. Got it. So basically what, what I think I just heard, and I'm going to just guess at some products, you know, I mean, you're saying that, you know, the IT glues and Kaseas and ConnectWises, whatever, whatever tools you're using in your, in your infrastructure to provide service to your clients you are actively hacking them to ch- ch- checking to see if the doors are locked. Mm-hmm. Okay. And doesn't that get you in trouble? No, because we do proper disclosure. Now let's say I took one of those tools and I just went to Reddit or LinkedIn or whatever. and be like, Hey, guess what new vulnerability I just found and describe it in full detail, how to exploit it. Yeah. That is criminal. You know, I am actively posting out in quote unquote zero day. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. not letting the vendor do their own assessment to verify that it is a potential problem. I'm not giving them time to do any sort of remediation or anything. I'm just finding stuff and posting it. And that's where the intent comes in. You know, I, when you do things like that, it is a malice intent. Like you, you know, because it's YouTube, I guess I could say, you know, damn the consequences. All right. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Is, is this something that you, you actually charge money for like this, this mm-hmm. certified ethical hacking stuff? Well, so pen testing. Yes. Then mm-hmm. let's, let's take a step back. So the CEA certified ethical hacker and a lot of the, courses that we're going starting to go through with a SANS program, you know, those are certifications to help prove to companies that, you know, we know what we're doing, at least on paper, and that we are going to be honorable in our intentions. You know, so um but yes, there are what's called blue team and red team and you know, I know people will laugh at it, but there's even things called purple teaming engagements. You know, Blue teaming is where you are, you know, working with the IT and you're doing, you know, engagements of recon, you know, uh, atomic red teaming uh, engagements, things of that nature to test and educate the internal IT folks. You're working hand in hand with them during an engagement. Um, A red team is an external test. So typically the IT folks do not know we are even involved. You know, whether it's, um, you know, a physical or, you know, technological, you know, for websites or, you know, cloud infrastructure or whatever. Um, Hmm. 
And then those are the quote unquote, get out of jail free cards that we carry around when we're doing those physical. Cause if, you know, we always of course try to lie our way out to see if we can, you know, break in, get sensitive information and successfully leave. But in case it starts hitting the fan, like, whoa, 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 here's a number that you need to call. I'm actually supposed to be here. And, you know, they do that. So, and the purple teaming is where you do both sides of the fence at one time. So, but yes, those are services that we do. Okay. Um, do you work, uh, mainly with like MSP channel vendors, other MSPs? Do you go directly to like what, what would be like one of your MSP client type companies like the, the law firms or hospitals or whatever? So a lot of the things that we get engaged in, at least from a, an MSP standpoint is really two-sided. So the, and it's really always a, a delicate conversation at first, right? They, they want to be more secure, but they don't want someone to run them over or drive the bus over them or whatever the analogy you want to use. So, you know, a lot of, MSPs will come to us and say, Hey, how do we secure our house? So that way we can secure our clients, um, you know, keeping that barrier between them and their clients that we can't see, so to speak. Um, but most of our stuff these days are ransomware remediation where the MSPs are coming to us and saying, Hey, you know, we messed up somehow, you know, our client got hit with ransomware. We need help. You know, and it could be as as little as, hey, we want you to talk to the hackers and negotiate the Bitcoin or Monero coin payment. Now do the proof of concept. They can do that and decrypt the servers to full on forensics of, you know, how in the world did they get in? And granted, some of the rants, most of the ransomware people now have their true vectors of RDP or email or whatever the case is. Um, But there are the the unknowns, you know, do they really come in by RDP or whatever? So. You know, they do want that forensics for maybe a compliancy or just a sort of personal self-satisfaction aspect. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you have that you wanted to go over or, or discuss? Yeah, so I'm going to advance through a couple slides here, um, right here toward the end. So like we were saying before, um, definitely check your DNS records. You know, mm-hmm. log into your DNS servers, go through all those things, um, you know, start your cleanup process. Like I said, you definitely want to fully delete the accounts on your legacy servers. You know, your pod beans, your MailChimps, all those. Get rid of those accounts altogether, fully get them deleted and delete them from your domain, your DNS records. Um, you know, I got two sites there listed. You know, you can use public sites like DNSDumpster.com and crt.sh that screenshot that i was showing was the crt.sh site with the let's encrypt certificates things of that nature that will show you when they were issued when they were not uh, things of that nature um it's a really good tool that we tend to use a lot of time and um like i said before at the very bottom there you know at least schedule your review of your dns records for once a year but however, we do recommend every three months. All right. Very good. 
So barricadescyber.com, if uh, anyone wants to speak with you further or, um, I don't know, try and quiz you to make sure you you know the, the 201 and 301 stuff for the, the people that <laughs> – that think this was was too rudimentary for them. Um, feel free to check out barricadecyber.com and and then you can reach out to Eric and and learn more about an engagement with him there. Absolutely. Like we said, we welcome the further conversations. Definitely dive in more deeply, you know, on those certain topics um, mm-hmm. and really start educating. Because like I said, this is you know, part of the outreach that we're trying to do. We're trying to educate businesses. So I'm really glad to see, in all honesty, though they may be trying to troll, but, you know, if these are folks that are actually seeing this as 101 rudimentary stuff, you know, really hats off to them. You know, I, when you look at a global thing, U.S. is getting hit with more ransomware and more cybersecurity threats than most of the, you know, the other entities in the world, right? So, mm-hmm. um you always hear about, you know, the truck slammer IT folks. So, you know, while they may be offended and want to go watch TikTok, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we had at least one or two people, you know, kind of showing that, you know, gives me hope for the industry, really. Hmm. Yeah, we will never have a, they'll, they'll never get hacked or anything, which is great. We don't have to learn about them on uh, uh, MSP channel news websites. So That would be a good hope. That'd be a good day. So, all right. Well, thank you, Eric. Uh, this was a, a nice, short and easy one. Uh, thank you, ever, everyone, for watching. And, uh, yeah, you all have yourselves a great day. And we'll see you at the next episode. Take care, everybody. Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today.